I'm okay with anything. I'm feeling very, I'm, like I said, I got an answer from Sharon Sesso today. Yeah. I was, I was actually acknowledged on the internet today. Other than like someone trolling you? I don't, I haven't, knock on kitchen table wood, I haven't really been trolled. Yeah. Outside of just my normal working sort of what happens in the course of working in a Catholic parish. Right. But uh, the internet so far, so good. Welcome to another episode of MQA Sunday with Stephen and Margot. This week, we're diving into Luke chapter 3, verses 10 through 18. Take a seat at our kitchen table and join the conversation. Welcome. Welcome to MQOA Sunday, the podcast that invites you mm-hmm. to join us at our kitchen table, take a look at the Sunday gospel, see how it applies to your normal life, life yeah. regular everyday Joe kind of life. Exactly. And we always start with an icebreaker. Yes. And today's icebreaker question is, tell us about your favorite pair of shoes currently. Oh, okay. And something you have too much or too many of. Um, my favorite shoes right now are the ones I'm wearing. They're white and they're comfortable. They, Sneakers. Okay. <laughs> and um, what I love about them is I don't have to untie them. That's like. Oh. <laughs> and they See, give me some good support. I love how these icebreak, the icebreakers reveal something about our personalities. Right. I, one year for um, my New Year's resolution, I, I gave up bending over. Oh, I was nice. like, I'm just not going to do it anymore. If I drop the mail. I'm just going to let it yeah, go. Yeah, it's probably junk anyway. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And I have t- probably too many um, tech stuff. I've Everything is automated in my house. And so I have too many, I think I have too many tech things. And oh. I love them. Yeah. Well, then why do you have too many of them? I mean, I think to like for a normal person. Is it starting to look like NASA in your almost, house? Really? Almost. Like, um, so my parents are... Um, want to gift me a fan for my kitchen because yeah. my kitchen gets really hot in the summer and they're like just pick the fan and so i immediately went to a smart fan and sure. i'd be like hey siri turn the fan on yeah and so yeah now i'm like oh yeah maybe this is too much <laughs> <laughs> um i'd like a toothbrush that actually lifts itself to my teeth please like oh, that okay. i wouldn't have to move my arms to do it okay so do you have an electric (laughs) no i'm kidding i'm being you oh oh, oh. this is you this is when it gets like too far you're like my toothbrush is not smart enough i think they should invent something like a mouth guard slash toothbrush like you put it in your mouth and it just shakes okay literally that's what i was just pretending you were saying that's what i want as a mockery come on dentist (laughs) one out of five dentists four out of five just like put it in my mouth shake it up you know vibrate to wow. get all the, the plaque out wow yeah i think you may be right about this too much tech thing that's right i mean my goal is to be the people in wally <laughs> and oh, if you're a fan of a picture i'm not you'll know the reference okay i'll send you a gift gif okay thanks <laughs> okay well my name is margo hi margo uh what's your favorite shoes <sighs> uh, probably my summertime like 
espadrilles, Flats. like the canvasy kind of flat ones that I okay. wear all summer long. Tom Tom for those who are yeah, younger. like Tom's, like Tom's, only cheaper because yeah. that's me. And I I currently have too many books. Yeah. I have too many books. I just we just moved our offices around right. and downsized, so I had mm-hmm. to get rid of a lot of books. It was hard. Was it? They're good books. They're they're full of great information. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, I gotta have a. Uh, I gotta lighten my load. Yeah, you know, I gotta be ready, ready to roll, ready right, to that's move. That's the theme of this season: <gasps> is to be ready. Yes, that's totally why I said it. Yeah, no, it's not. But good pickup. That's good. So I'm listening. Here's what we do at MQOA Sunday. Yeah, we read the gospel once. Mm-hmm. During that reading, I'll. Do you want to read today or do no, you want me to read twice? Never. Okay. So during that reading, you can just kind of prayerfully listen. We're using this process that is in. Latin called Lexio Divina, mm-hmm. which is a divine reading where we're asking God to speak to us through the word that we're hearing. So you can, I'll read, you meditate. Yeah. Okay. You listen, you soak it in. We'll take just a minute to, to have a little silence to connect with God on what you heard. I'll read it again and then we'll talk about it. That's all there is to it. Okay. Okay. Is it more joyful than the last couple of weeks? It's better. Okay. It's, good. Well, it's better. It's better. Okay. It's this is the yeah, this is the turning point, I think. Okay. You'll be right. Okay, so this is from the Gospel of Luke. And the crowds asked him, What then should we do? He said to them in reply, Whoever has two tunics should share with the person who has none. And whoever has food should do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they said to him, Teacher, what should we do? He answered them, stop collecting more than what is prescribed. Soldiers also asked him, and what is it that we should do? He told them, do not practice extortion. Do not falsely accuse anyone and be satisfied with your wages. Now the people were filled with expectation and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Messiah. John answered them all saying, I am baptizing you with water but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Exhorting them in many other ways, he preached good news to the people. Maybe God's Asking your, your, your attention to a particular word or phrase or image. And I'll read it one more time. The crowds asked him, what then should we do? He said to them in reply, whoever has two tunics should share with the person who has none. And whoever has food should do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they said to him, Teacher, what should we do? He answered them, Stop collecting more than what is prescribed. Soldiers also asked him, And what is it that we should do? He told them, Do not practice extortion. Do not falsely accuse anyone, and be satisfied with your wages. Now the people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Messiah. John answered them all, saying, I am baptizing you with water, 
but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear the threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Exhorting them in many ways, many other ways, he preached good news to the people. All right. Wow. <laughs> See, cheery. Yeah, better. You think? Yeah, definitely. What did, what did you what are you picking up? Well, I first of all, I thought they were talking to Jesus mm. for the first part and then they you know twist twist, twist. that it, they're talking to John the Baptist. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And I love I mean I love what he's saying. He's saying you know, tax collectors collect only what is necessary. Mm-hmm. Soldiers um, don't falsely accuse anyone, which, you know, that's mm-hmm. basically the Ten Commandments. And mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just nice. People are interested. People are fascinated. They want to know what to do to be better, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you notice he doesn't um, tell tax collectors to stop being tax collectors? Correct. Right? Correct. And he doesn't tell soldiers to stop being soldiers? No, not at all. He's a, he's literally a hermit who's been in the wilderness eating bugs. Yes, locusts and honey. Right? And mm-hmm. living in a cave, probably, guess, I guess, and wearing like burlap. For lack of a better <laughs> word, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would think like he would be like you go to a hermit and you say what should I do with my life? He would say, "What? Be a hermit." Right. Right? It's right. the way to go. Yeah. But he doesn't. He says, "Do you do you, mm-hmm. but do it rightly. Yeah, yeah. Do it fairly. Right. I do. I love that. Yeah, because you, you would think that some because some people are like, oh, just be like me. Right. But no, you can just be okay with wherever you are. But just it's shifting your mindset, you know, and finding and making sure you're not abusing the power that you might have. Right. Because there are. I think we're all called to love God and to serve God in our own way, right? Mm -hmm. For John, it seems like the thing to do at the time was to be a hermit. Right. But certainly, I mean, it's tempting. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) if it was like a modern day hermit. Yeah. I mean, like, as you know, during the pandemic, we We all had a taste of it. thrived. Yeah, me too. That's what I mean. It's kind of tempting. Um, But yeah. But he, he literally doesn't say that he doesn't even say like try being a hermit if that doesn't work you know mm. yeah because we all need we we all have different roles so Mm -hmm. we all can't be hermits we all can't be soldiers or tax collectors right um so that's good it kind of shows that you can still be a god-loving person in whatever employment you have right and so i think like luke pulls these two professions out because they're known for having done them unfairly or unjustly right 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 right. um what do you think who would be like who would be who would luke write about today in this scene i would think it would be insurance adjusters company (laughs) because you've you've been working with uh, an insurance company yeah with my parents um little fire yeah and um I just, they they get a bad rap, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. they're always there. Yeah, and then um, 
you think I'm thinking yeah. congressmen, <laughs> like oh, yeah, politicians, I mean, yeah, definitely right? politicians, yeah, because if they're there for the money, right, rather than the policies, that's definitely true. I was also thinking cell phone providers <laughs> <laughs> or like internet providers. We're they touching always... on some personal experience yeah. for you this week, but like, like I mean, I know the most hated company in America is Comcast. So, I'm oh, is that think, right? Yeah, like would... that's the stats. Stats. Oh, yeah. interesting. Um, or the, like the voted poor with customer service or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Okay. So Interesting. Them, like just provide internet, but maybe not charge people. Right. Over and over. An arm and a leg. Yeah. 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 I was thinking the the first people that came to my mind were politicians. Mm-hmm. Rightly so. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And just how imagine how different government would be in this country if all of our politicians led values first. Mm-hmm. Both sides of the, like everyone? Yeah, everyone. It would be a whole different story, yes, right? Yes, totally. But John, I mean, I guess John would say, be be a politician, be a congressperson, right. be a senator, but stop, you know. Yeah, serve your people. Stop the madness. Or, yeah, well, then your wallets. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, it's, um, it's nice. You know, it's, it's saying Jesus is coming, there's someone coming. He doesn't call him by name. Right. But he shows that it's, he's going to do good, you know, baptizing you in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like he, the world's going to end, which is the past two readings. That's true. Past two weeks. Yeah, so. that's true. That's hopeful. What do you think? Um, by the way, Luke is the only gospel writer who includes this part, that first paragraph about what should we do? What should we do? Oh, okay. Which is interesting. And... I wanted to show you, too, that the English... Okay, so this is about the word do. What should we do? Do, okay. Um, And one of my notes says, the English translations of Scripture miss a vital connection with this word because the Greek word translated do is the same word translated as bear, like a good tree naturally bearing good fruit. So the doing by the crowds, the tax collectors, the soldiers, etc., grows out of having repented. That was last week, changing okay. their mind and heart and changing their life, heart and life. And maybe the this person suggests it should be asked, "What fruit should we bear?" Ah. Isn't that cool? Yeah, like that. That's even more positive. Right, right. So, um, I'm just going to go right for this. Do you mm-hmm. think like if we're in that crowd and we're like, hey, we work at MQOA, mm-hmm. what should we do? Do you think Luke has an answer for us? Yeah. What I do don't you... know what it is. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. well, you're, you're usually good at answering this for the whole church. Uh, more loving your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's because we're in a unique situation with our church with, with being the whole um Witches right. story. Right. So it'd be like include them, welcome them, love mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. you know, um, too. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I am thinking of like the things people pick out as problems in the church, like mm-hmm. discrimination, like um, sort of the obstacles that the church puts between LGBTQ people right. and. Right the Eucharist or between anyone and the Eucharist. Right. I wonder if like, if, if (laughs) this is the thing, right. We're supposed to think in reading this reading, like Jesus is coming, Mm -hmm. like he's coming here. Right. 
in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. What mess do we need to clean up? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think with that sense, I think the whole church needs to lead with love mm -hmm. rather than knowledge or facts. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Yeah. I think that would be like the message. Yeah. We better hurry. Right. 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 It's two weeks. He's here. Yeah. 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 And there used to be this little like poem. This was before email. So it was probably like a fax that got passed oh, okay. around. <laughs> and it was about like, I got a note that said, Jesus is coming to my house oh. in two weeks. So I started cleaning. Mm. And um, it's, you know. It's meant to be like, okay, but Jesus is, is coming to your house. Yeah. Like it isn't about the clutter in your house. It's really about preparing your heart mm -hmm. and doing what Jesus expects of us. Right. Which it, is to love. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy that the, you know, the culture out there, like outside the church is really busy. You know, it's very, it gets very hectic mm -hmm. yeah. during this time of year and God is you know, taking that situation and being like, it's just time to prepare spiritually and, and yeah. be calm. And you're, mate, you're giving me brain tingles. Cause like here we are getting ready for Christmas and what we're doing is like wanting things. Right. Right. And yeah. thinking about who's going to get us stuff and what we're going to get each other. Right. Right. And I bet if Jesus was coming in a couple of weeks, we'd be like, Oh, I better be feeding the poor. Right. Yeah. You know, I better be right. in like serving the poor and feeding the hungry. Mm -hmm. I better get at that. Mm -hmm. Cardinal Sean, I went to his installation mass. Oh, okay. At the cathedral. So many, many years ago. And he, the story he told in his um, first homily here was about someone working, some priest or bishop working, and the, his secretary came in to okay. his office on his first day and, he's, and said, There's someone here who says he's Jesus Christ. Oh. And she said, what should we do? And he said, look busy. <laughs> Which I kind of love for this week yeah. because, yeah, we sh we need to get busy. Right. Like right. I, we know what's right. We know what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. We know what Jesus expects of us. Mm -hmm. What are we waiting for? Mm -hmm. Let's go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's that is my um yeah, that's I'm all riled up now. Uh what else pokes out at you? Anything else strike your attention here? What is a winder fan? A winnowing fan. Winnowing fan. Okay, so thank you, Stephen, for the perfect question. I want the audience to know I do not prep him with these questions. No. He just Okay, so that's in verse seventeen. Yes. Right. And there's actually a picture in the lesson today of a guy using a winnowing fan. Oh, that's that image. Yeah. Okay. So he has like a flat basket full of grains, like heads of grain or grain seeds, you know. Okay. And he is throwing them up in the air and the wind is blowing away like the outside fluffy kind of papery outside piece. And the seeds are falling back down. Which he'll collect. Which he'll have in his basket. Yeah. Or, on, yeah, I guess on the ground. Oh, okay. But the wind, he throws it up. The wind blows the lighter pieces, which yeah. is the chaff. And you don't want that? You don't want that. Wow. Rather yeah, than cool? like spending hours and hours picking things out. Right. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, isn't that neat? 
I want to make sure. And okay. To gather the wheat. So the, the, here's one of my notes. The discrimination between the good and the bad is compared to a procedure by which a farmer separates wheat and chaff. The, win- the winnowing fan was like a, like a shovel or a basket mm-hmm. with which the threshed wheat was thrown into the air. The kernels fell to the ground. The light chaff blown off by the wind was gathered and burned up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Messiah, according to John, according to Luke, mm-hmm. will preserve what is valuable and destroy what is worthless just as a farmer does. Oh, okay. Okay. So riddle me this. Does that sound like Jesus? Uh, kind of. Go on. Uh, and the way that he, um, you know, the way that he atta- attacks, like, the questions from the Pharisees of, like, what's the greatest commandment? He mm-hmm. just gives two. Oh, that yeah. That kind of incorporates everyone, everything. Yeah. He's the new covenant, a new promise by mm-hmm. God. So there's some things that he changes. But also he really kind of refocuses on love and, and love of God and love of people mm-hmm. rather than following the laws mm-hmm. so i think he does do that okay and i think the seed the seeds that remain in him are the ones that bear fruit with through the apostles and the disciples and the whoa. church whoa gorgeous yeah perfect oh, i like it i do too i do too we should have a reenactment of this on sunday <laughs> we'd have to be in a windy spot we'll, we'll open a window yeah okay the part that tripped me up about this as far as does this sound like jesus First of all, he says, he says, the chaff he will burn into unquenchable fire. And that in that way, he preached the good news to people. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm, okay, well, I guess good is relative. Right. But the part that didn't ring so true to me just in reading this was like this destroying the destroying what is bad, right? The burning with unquenchable fire. Right. And a sort of literalist or, or fundamentalist. Christian reading of this would be like, okay, so the good people go to heaven and the bad people go to hell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I like how you're thinking of it, which is about getting rid of what is worthless, just like getting it out of the picture. Yeah. It did its job probably to create the seed and Mm -hmm. to to do it. Now it's just like move on. Yeah. One writer that I read, Robert Tannehill. Oh. (laughs) says this may apply to good and bad individuals or to good and bad aspects of each individual. Yeah. I'd rather focus on not necessarily like the people who are good or bad, but the, it's all about the actions, right? It's, it's, that's what, that's the sin. It's not the people who are the sin. It's the action. Right. Yeah. So we just have to get rid of that. And I think that's, that's cool. It's definitely a vivid and I, I mean, that's very warning for the people of that time. Right. Like, like they were like, what is he going to get rid of? Right. You know, what is the seed? What is the, th- what's the other part? Chaff. Chaff. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think the chaff is in our church today? Oh, gosh. Now, aren't I the one that asks the questions? I know. Uh, well, a lot of the um, uh, hoops that we ask people to jump through, I'm thinking mm. sacramental preparation. Yeah. Right. Things like. You know, I deeply love the sacrament of confirmation mm-hmm. and I'm like the one person who deeply loves the sacrament of confirmation. Mm-hmm. But um, what I love about it is that there is this kernel of beautiful meaning in the sacrament, but it is surrounded because the church has lost the, the thread. We've yeah. lost the plot surrounded by all this chap, all this like chaff, like it should mean 
this. It should mean maturity. It should mean um, you making a commitment. Yeah. It should mean this. Or recommitment, yeah. Right. And I, and I think we've, we've lost faith that the kernel is enough. Right. Right? Yeah. So I'm on a lifelong mission to burn the chaff from mm-hmm. the process of preparing people for sacraments, you know, especially yeah. confirmation, but for so many, mm-hmm. the, the obstacles that we put in the way yeah. between a person and the sacrament that God's calling them to receive. That's how I would answer that. Maybe that's too churchy. Is that too churchy? No, no. I think that's re- relative. I think uh, for me in the church is the small T traditions Okay. Uh, that hold us back from attracting new and younger people. Oh, okay. So that could be a lot of things. Yeah, give me an example of one. I mean, the Giving Tree, if you know, it's always helps this one organization and mm-hmm. not open to other organizations that maybe okay. people care more about. Okay. Um, or the way of doing that. Um, uh, so you're talking about like customs, right? Like culture. Yeah, like, yeah, like right. this parish does this and this parish does that. We always, always have, have done this. These banners up. Yeah. We always. Well, even like do it that way. You know, if some if someone comes in and and it suggests something new, they're like, "Well, you know, mm-hmm. we've done yeah, that. We've never kind done of it stuff. that way before, and therefore we shouldn't do it." Right. Right. Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that we, I think we have to, you know, just kind of reassess. Yeah, uh, uh, I think Carrie Newhoff, who's one of our favorite authors i know you're a big carrie newhoff mm. fan um talks a lot about how married we get to our small tea traditions yeah. and how that builds a culture right and that culture will eat strategy every day you can try to be like we're gonna try new things mm-hmm. but it meets up against people's you know things they're accustomed to right right their preferences right which i also get you know, because there's some things I'd like to do, you know, I'd like to do on a regular basis. Sure. So it's it's tough to change, but mm-hmm. I hope that, yeah, the church needs some. Yeah, well, maybe it's, maybe the key there, point. right, is finding that kernel. Yeah, what's like, the point? What's the, right? what's going to bear fruit? Right. Really, because it's a seed. Right. The seed's not just meant to be yeah. there. It's meant to grow and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so every, everything a parish does, everything a Christian does, if you're really on your game. Mm-hmm should be about that kernel like everything that distracts from that Mm -hmm. should be burned away yeah lift it in the air and let the wind take it (laughs) i love it i love it hey we should take a break yeah let's take a break let's take a break hey there margo morin here your pastoral associate and i'm Stephen antonio you're the director of family engagement we're here from mary queen of the apostles parish in salem massachusetts and one of the things that makes this parish so special is that we really care about healing we have a team of people always ready to pray for you and your healing and we have programs and ministries designed to help everyone in search of healing especially spiritual healing And we have a healing prayer um, every second Tuesday of the month at 7 p.m. at Immaculate Conception Parish, where you can join and speak to one of our healing team members, and they'll pray over you for whatever spiritual healing or mental healing that you need. Or if you'd like to make an appointment with our pastor or with someone from our healing team, you can do that too. Yeah, and all that information and more information can be found on our website, mqa.org healing. And we're back. And we're back. 
Okay, so I want to read you one of the quotes from the beta lesson. Yes, which is what which we use for this conversation. Took which the words any, out of my mouth. Which anyone can access. Right, right on our website. mqa.org slash beta. <laughs> so this is from St. Basil the Great. Oh, St. Basil. I don't know why he's... Oh my gosh, I, I love a margarita pizza. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I get it. For those that don't know. That's beautiful. So here's this... I love this quote and it's very Isn't convicting. Isn't Basil a healing saint i don't know is that the with the with the candles no that's blaze Ugh, yeah the throat okay, the blessing I'm of the sorry. throat no that it's the same letters it's just you gotta be <laughs> that's actually i just thought it was pronounced differently a pretty cool skill actually saint basil the great says the bread which you do not use is the bread of the hungry the garment hanging in your wardrobe is the garment of him who is naked the shoes that you do not wear are the shoes of the one who is barefoot. The money that you keep locked away is the money of the poor. The acts of charity that you do not perform are so many injustices that you commit. I thought this was going to say positive, Margo. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, no, this is how so we would true. be behaving if we really yeah. believed Jesus was coming, isn't it? It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. This reminds me of a conversation I've had with my friend who was um, a little bit more conservative in his viewpoints and, you know, wanted to, he makes a lot of money, wants to save money. And I was like, the only reason you're rich is because 30 families are poor. <laughs> you are so fun at parties. <laughs> <laughs> and it just reminds me of that quote. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like all the things that we hoard for ourselves is not is not for us. It's it right. could be for other people. So okay, then no. are we meant to not save no, money? No, we need to balance. No, we need to okay. balance okay. life and. All right, you knew I no, was but I think that. I think tithing helps with that, right? Because it it only asks for ten percent, right? Before and then you have that freedom to give that money away. Mm -hmm. That which you you've been doing and yeah and and you've been giving. The t not you've been giving ten percent not to one place but multiple places right mm -hmm. like within that ten percent yeah I've been giving five percent to the parish okay where I work yep. <laughs> which is mind bending yeah who pays my salary right but um f also five percent to well I, I did this for ninety days the ninety days is up mm -hmm. but I'm still I haven't stopped giving money away it's just been a little bit less systematic oh okay and. Actually, what I've learned from it is that the, I have money to give. Like, mm -hmm. I have extra. Yeah. You know, and, like, everyone has 10%, I yeah. think. Yeah. Even I when I was very poor, and I've been pretty poor. Like, mm -hmm. I've been pretty poor. And, I, but 10% of pretty poor is not very much money. No. Actually. Right, right, right. So, it what, what changed in me from being generous... Mm -hmm was a freedom from fear mm -hmm. that I would have enough and a satisfaction in knowing that I'm actually, I am actually doing something. Yeah. Some, you know, long list. Yeah. And it does make me look at my possessions and think I do. Somebody needs us. Right. Which is, which feels good to be able to give to someone. Yeah. That's a really great quote. That's yes, like, right. Like, that's tough. That's the, I feel like that's a definition of what a Christian is. Mm, damn it. Yeah, it's tough. It is. It is tough. But but I think what's I think it would be really beautiful if people really followed that. 
Yeah. You know, if that was the Christians that we knew and that we could say that are on the forefront of anything. Right. Um, is to constantly think of other people, which is, is a drag, but yeah. it also can be really rewarding. And Well, I think that, people. yeah, it's that like, it's the fear that it won't be that keeps us from doing it. Yeah. Of not having enough. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. once you like jump over that hurdle. I know. I, it's kind of amazing. We have a financial program coming up in the new year and I'm really excited because I do feel like I am hoarding because mm. I feel like I don't because I've been in the years poor mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also could like not do takeout and right. actually cook food at you home. You could just use like, like I, a toothbrush and not a high tech <laughs> robot that brushes your guard. teeth for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> So there's something that I would love to like get to that point too. Yeah. That I could feel confident that I am saving enough for mm-hmm. life and then also, but be able to give away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we've been learning already so much this year about how the, how, how the church should be helping people feel secure. Yeah. You know, because when you're secure, mm-hmm. you feel safe enough to serve. Yeah. And that's, you a, know, and that's secure with phys- where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, living yep. financially, mentally, yeah. spiritually. Yeah. Confirmed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we're starting the series in January. Mm-hmm. It'll be in person. Yeah. And um, and it's geared towards everyone, but really for millennials and young people. I think for specifically for millennials and Gen Z. Is that next? Oh, Gen Z, yeah. I think starting out, getting your financial life together yeah. is going to change. Like, oh, I wish I had... Right. had this when I was in my 20s yeah. and 30s. So there's the good news. Well, I mean, you, you can take... Now we're going back to that widowing... Winnowing. Winnowing one. Like, yep. again, right. throwing up all the stuff that you don't need. Yeah. Stop leaving. doing... Stop wasting time. Yeah. Jesus is coming. Mm-hmm. Eventually. Yeah. Right? I think if I, I think if Christians were known for this quote Ugh. all around, I think more people would be... <gasps> what a wanted. world. Yeah. Right? People would want to be part of it Oh my gosh, this is making, this is inspiring to me. I want to get there. I want us to get there. Yeah. I'm still (sighs) at that fear moment, but yeah. Yeah. It's hard to let it go. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, if I hadn't done this 90 day thing, I just, I didn't know how easy it would be to give. Okay. Like I didn't know that I would be okay. Mm -hmm. I really felt like I was going to feel it. Yeah. Hard. And I didn't. I don't know. I don't know if we've talked about this, but one day in a meeting, Father Murray, our pastor, was like, yeah, I was thinking about talking about your tithing thing yeah. in my homily this week and about how it's a real sacrifice for you. And I was like, it's just, it's not. Right. So it's actually, I expected it to be, but it's completely painless. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. So, sorry about your yeah. <laughs> homily example falling to pieces, but <laughs> yeah, it just hasn't been. So, And that's good. That's but I, yeah, I because never would have known if I had tried. We work tried. in nonprofit, so if it's easy for a nonprofit salary, yeah, then it's then it could be easy for yeah everyone else. Yeah, that's not nonprofit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Whew. I want to talk about Advent. Oh, okay. Well, so this is our Pink Week. Pink Week. Yeah. Okay, so here's a little challenge for all our listeners: mm-hmm. go tell your pastor or presider this week that you love his pink yes, vestment, please. and he will say. It's Rose. It's Rose. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, that makes me laugh because, <laughs> good Lord, what's the matter with pink? Right. One thing I read this week said, someone, some priest or priest obviously said, um, it's 
Jesus didn't pink from the dead. He rose from the oh, dead. Oh, okay. And that's <laughs> but that's not it. That's, that's not, not really it. it. Okay. That's no. A stretch. <laughs> right? It's always wrong the... season too, mister. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Fair point. I think we have a cartoon in the lesson this week of a priest pulling his garment. Yes, uh, uh, he his has it. out of a washing machine, or and it's pink because he put a uh, put a red sock in. Yeah, it looks like a not just a red sock. So it looks like it a does stocking. look like a Santa sock, right? Yeah. yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but so our challenge this week: tell your priest that you say, looks, "Oh, I love your you look great in pink." Yeah, and if you want to go extra, more beyond, which was my high <laughs> school plus, plus ultra. ultra, yeah, um, selfie. Selfie. Send it to us at like, podcast at mqa.org and we'll post it on our socials. Even better. Yes. Oh my gosh. Please so take a picture of yourself wearing pink mm-hmm. with your pink wearing priest. Yes. And if you can catch that moment where he's <laughs> saying rose. Right. That would be amazing. Yeah. Be on our social. <laughs> okay. But, but seriously, folks. Yes. Yeah. Why the pink? It's been purple all season, mm-hmm. which is sort of a color of... Um, royalty royalty for sure but also of like penance penance okay for whatever i don't know how this was decided i really should have looked into that before today but pink is like you know what this isn't all bad pink is like a little take a breath yes that's how kind of it's been described to me yeah it's like like we're almost there right like why so serious take a little Mm -hmm. take a little pause remember like each week of in Advent, there's a theme, and the first week was hope, the second, faith, this week, joy. Joy. And we call it Gaudete Sunday, and that is because that means joy. And it's the first word, rejoice, in the first prayer of the Mass. Okay. So, okay. so we've been in very dark times. Right. I kept promising you things would get mm-hmm. a little brighter, and here mm-hmm. and we it has. Are. Here Promise we met. I wonder in this clip we're about to watch mm-hmm. of Father Murray color his shirt will be i hope it's pink i hope so too i think he's recording it right as we are recording this i bet it's not pink but let's find out yes well happy advent this uh this morning we we gather to celebrate the third sunday of advent gaudete uh gaudete sunday which is just another word for joy. And we're joy-filled because we're so close to this great moment of remembering when our Savior Jesus came in, this, in the flesh to be with us, when he very humbly left where he was to, be, to come and be with us in the flesh. And this Sunday also we hear from the, the great prophet, the last prophet before Jesus, John the Baptist. And he, get, he gave his people of his time an opportunity to change their minds, to repent, which is what repentance means. Change your mind about what it means to receive the Messiah. And so John was an extraordinary prophet in that uh, the people were expecting uh, some type of great general, a soldier, someone who would eliminate the occupation of Israel by the Romans and by all the other enemies. And instead, what Jesus was going to come and do was to eliminate sin from the world by taking it all upon himself. So. John the Baptist was extraordinary as a herald, letting him know that we needed to uh, clear our hearts and our minds about who Jesus really is for each one of us. And then people today in in the gospel recognized that they needed to begin to become in anticipation of receiving this Messiah, a little bit more generous, a little bit more honest, 
a little bit more virtuous. And so that's what we're called to be as we come to receive Jesus also, to be honest and uh, grateful for what we have, to give away our coats if we can, and to be virtuous about our work, as the tax collectors were told to be, and to be humble about what it is that we do for work. And so not to uh, <clears throat> abuse anyone or extort from anyone uh, from, uh, because of our power that we have. That's the, that's the call of the gospel. The good news is that Jesus came to forgive us our sins, comes to call us to be people who, because of our forgiveness of sins, we have a new clarity of life. We recognize that we're part of the, uh, part of the body of Christ and that together, in this joyful Sunday, we get ready to give as, other, as, as the Lord has given to us. And so we might ask ourselves, what it is, what do I need to do? What do I need to stop doing maybe? in order to make myself just more available for Christ's grace, to both receive it and then, both, and then to share it. Whether I am at my home with my coats, whether I am uh, at my work as a tax collector, or whether I, am, uh, whether I am thinking about how much I receive and being content with the, 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 the great gifts that God has given to me in my life. And may God bless you in this joyful Sunday. Hey, we just uh, realized that this is an audio <laughs> podcast. So. But we've seen the video and he definitely was not wearing pink. So maybe that will be my Christmas present for him, for, from me to him. Or you could just throw money out the window. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to end us up with this one more quote from the lesson. And this is from a, a sermon starters website. There's okay. lots of, there's this sort of um, sermon Twitter kind of world okay. where people help each other out writing their sermons. This is from that. So this one says, and with many other words, John preached the good news to them. You heard that? And that's how Luke sums up John's ministry it was good news to be told both to repent and shape up and to be told a little bit about the what the result of such repentance would look like in action. Gospel will change the whole world, including that little corner of the world where you and I live and work every Tuesday morning and Friday afternoon. Advent has become such a special time of year that preachers and those who listen to preachers alike can too easily forget that this ostensibly special time of the year is not so very special at all, unless it has a profound effect on all the ordinary, non-special moments of our lives. So this is like a 30-day fast or like a, supposed to be a jump start for the rest of your year. Yeah. Like yeah. Four, 30, four, it's about a month, right? It's a month, yeah. Yeah. It's like a, a what, a 30-day challenge, challenge, right? Yeah, right. But it, yeah. Okay. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. Because sometimes we like, oh, this is so special. This is nice. Yeah. Here we yeah. are. There's Let's... candles lit. We're all you know, thinking about Christmas and mm -hmm. wouldn't it be nice if the world was nicer to each other? Right. And then we go on with our year. Yeah. And then right. New Year's comes and, and we're back continue. to the races. Right. Yeah. This preacher is saying, don't let this moment pass you by. Mm -hmm. Don't just think it's special and not know that it's also convicting. Right. Right. That it's right. not a, that it's it's meant to be a challenge mm -hmm. as much as it is meant to make us feel better it's a challenge for the that's supposed to apply for the whole rest of the year you're in yeah i like it I'm down with that i like that you're it, up it, for that that's trending <laughs>
<laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So last thoughts? No, I'm, I'm glad it's, uh, I'm excited to see what next week's about. Mm-hmm. Is it that, is it the one that had lists all the names? I haven't written it yet, but okay. no, that would be, that is a Christmas reading. Well, uh, I'm excited. Well, I'm definitely feeling better after this conversation than you I are? did in the last two. Oh, of, good, good, In good, this good. season. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for my selfie with um, Pink Priest. <laughs> and this is making Lent, yeah, I don't like it to be special and just this for this Advent. moment. Excuse me. Yeah. Advent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it that it's, it's a jumping off point for the rest of our year. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's funny because at the beginning of Advent, I think we talked about Catholics being sort of Nazis. Can we use that word? Yeah. About this is Advent. Don't sing Christmas carols. Don't put red and green up. It's purple, purple, purple. No Gloria. And and rolling our eyes about that a little bit, right? right? That's part of the small tease that I'm talking about. (laughs) But actually, I've kind of come around a little bit to that. Like it has been really good for me to sit here Mm. in Advent a little bit, right? And I don't think I would have come to this conclusion about what Advent means if I hadn't had the weeks before. Right. And if I wasn't looking pretty deep into the Gospels. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to tell anyone they can't put Jesus in their crash. Right. Or sing Jingle Bells before December 25th. Mm -hmm. But... I see. I'm seeing some value in the waiting. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So listener, I hope you're finding some value in our conversation. I hope this is enriching your season, your Advent life. We cannot wait to see your selfies Mm -hmm. with your priest this weekend, all in pink. I already know what I'm wearing. Really? Yeah. I'm going to wear one of my new shirts. Is it pink? No. Oh, (laughs) what about Rose? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely Rose. Rose. Okay. All right. And the best way to um, support us is to like and subscribe and review uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast. And that will allow us to get some feedback, but also allow other people who are just like you to find out about NQA Sunday. So please review and subscribe. And join us again next week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. MQA Sunday is brought to you by Mary Queen the Apostles Parish, located in the historic city of Salem, Massachusetts. Your hosts are Margo Morin, Pastor Associate, and Seaman Antonio, the Director of Family Engagement. The show is recorded in Salem, Massachusetts, and edited by the staff of MQOA. The beta lesson is written by Margo Morin. Find out more about Mary Queen the Apostles Parish on our website, mqoa.org.